going to have a little commentary of, of all three of these readings because it's dealing with some feasts and festivals, so let's, I want you to get a little context here before we go into the readings. As far as the Old Testament reading here from Deuteronomy, the Feast of Tabernacles, also known as the Feast of Booths, I've never really liked that word uh, because um, in our modern American dialect or English, uh, booths, you know, you picture the booth at Denny's, right? Uh, that's not what the, it is. It's a tent. So the Feast of ta- Tabernacles or Tents was one of the three major pilgrim- pilgrimage feasts of all Jewish males in Jeru- for, uh, at Jerusalem. And tents were set up there in Jerusalem. You can imagine what that must have looked like. Thousands of tents in the city or outside the city with numerous palm branches provided for shade. And during this festival, they remembered their wanderings in the desert after leaving Egypt. So it was a festival of tents that you stayed in for a week in Jerusalem to remember the wanderings in the desert when they were brought, when you were brought out of Egypt. Now, what were the women doing? Why didn't they get to go to this festival? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. They're probably all back home, taking care of the kids, whatever. The Old Testament reading is from Deuteronomy, the 16th chapter. You shall keep the feast of booths seven days when you have gathered in the produce from your threshing floor and your wine press. You shall rejoice in your feast, you and your son and your daughter, your male servant and your female servant, the Levite, the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow who are within your towns. For seven days you shall keep the feast of the Lord your God at the place that the Lord will choose, because the Lord your God will bless you in all your produce and in all the work of your hands, so that you will be altogether joyful. Three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord your God at the place that he will choose, at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, at the Feast of Weeks, and at the Feast of Booths. They shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he has given you. O Lord, have mercy on us. Now, regarding this uh, reading from Revelation, uh, in this heavenly vision, John, uh, he emphasizes or accentuates that numerous saints from the various tribes, languages, and tongues proclaim victory and triumph in their white robes, which are washed in the blood of the Lamb. And while the righteous saints stand in heaven, they're also waving palm branches, which are a sign of peace, strength, victory, and life. All Christians have life, strength, peace, and hope because of the Lamb who gave up His life and spilled His blood for them. So the second reading is from Revelation, the seventh chapter. John says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. 
They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and He will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Now for this reading from John. Now until the end of time, people will be divided over Jesus, right? Some, are, some will be believing, others will not. Jesus entered Jerusalem on his last feast of tabernacles or tents. He went to these before with his father, probably many times as a child growing up, but now this would be his last one. And he went to this one in John without his brothers or relatives knowing. So at this feast, there would be tents and there'd be all kinds of plants, leafy greens that they would use and large palm branches, which were probably everywhere in Jerusalem. Jill and I saw them when we were there. If you've been to Israel, you've seen them all over the place. And Jesus took this opportunity to proclaim again that his teaching is not his own, but from heaven and that he is the living water from heaven. We've heard about him talking about that he is the living bread. He is also the living water. Just as God allowed water to flow in the desert, Jesus brings eternal living water, and he reminds the people that, they will, uh, that he will only be with them on earth for one more large festival in the coming spring, the Passover, where he'll have his last dinner with his friends. As the Messiah, the time of the refreshment begins now for all who believe in him. Later during Passover, Jesus will enter Jerusalem as palms and clothes are laid out in the road before him, accentuating Palm Sunday. That'll be this Sunday. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the seventh chapter. So Jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple, You know me and you know where I come from, but I have not come of my own accord. He who sent me is true, and him you do not know. I know him, for I come from him, and he sent me. So they were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Yet many of the people believed in him. They said, When the Christ appears, will he do more signs than this man has done? The Pharisees heard the crowd muttering these things about him, and the chief priests and the Pharisees sent officers to arrest him. Jesus then said, I will be with you a little longer, and then I am going to him who sent me. You will seek me, and you will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we will not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What does he mean by saying, You will seek me, and you will not find me, and where I am, you cannot come? On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This coming Sunday, this coming Palm Sunday, brings one of the sharpest 
remarkable twists in the life of the church. As Jesus enters the holy city of Jerusalem, he's enjoying and receiving praise by all the people there before the feast of Passover. They wave palm branches and sing, Hosanna to the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You've heard it many times. However, all these victorious chants are going to fickle, are, are going to, these people are fickle because in only a, a few short days, these chants will cease when they shout, kill him, crucify him. When you consider the whole of Scripture, palms have even a greater distinction at another ancient annual Jewish festival, the Feast of Tabernacles or Tents. All Jewish men were required to celebrate in person every year in Jerusalem to remember how God provided for Israel during the 40 years in the desert. And during this feast, they came with leafy plants and palms, and they lived in tents. It's similar to how some of us might go camping in a tent for a week in the summer. In this way, the people remembered how God provided for them in the open wilderness. He gave them manna and quail and water to live on. They made it. They survived because of Him. That's what He wanted them to remember and celebrate. Unlike the Passover festival in the spring, if you remember, if you were here for Yoel ben David uh, presentation, he reminded us that you know Passover is the the, the mantra mantra for that is uh, they tried to kill us, we survived. Let's eat, right? That's the kind of festival that is. And that occurs in the the spring. The feast of Tabernacles occurs in the fall, usually in late September or early October. On this day, the high priest would take two goats. One would have all the sins of the people confessed over its head and be released as a scapegoat. Now, some, I've heard some people call it an escape goat. Well, the goat does get to escape, right? But he's called the scapegoat. The other goat is killed. It's sacrificed. And the high priest took the blood when he entered the most holy place in the, in the temple and placed it on the mercy seat, which was in the room, the most holy place. During the Feast of Atonement and Tabernacle, so three feasts we're talking about here, Passover, Atonement, and the Tabernacle. The Passover feast is one thing. That's coming up in this, later in the spring for Jesus. But the Feast of Atonement and the Tabernacle was a time for Israel to remember their unfaithfulness and their sins against God in the desert. And further, they knew that most of the first generation of their ancestors who exited Egypt never made it to the promised land. That's something I don't think we think about often, and that is, as the Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years, many of them died, even though God provided water and quail and manna. Some of them still died from whatever, disease, exhaustion, old age. When Israel camped in Jerusalem every year, they not only remembered their past failures and sin, but beyond that, they remembered all of God's wonderful provision and generosity. Their sandals never wore out. They ate. They had water to drink every day. Moses said, And you shall take on the first day the fruit of splendid trees, 
branches of palm trees and boughs of leafy trees and willows of brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord. You shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. That's from Leviticus. So that's where the Feast of Tabernacles was established by Moses. Today you have a palm, not primarily to remember Palm Sunday, that's coming up, but mostly to joyously celebrate your victory in Christ today and every day. We are on the verge of Holy Week. We will witness our Lord instituting His Last Supper with His disciples, battling Satan in the Garden of Gethsemane in prayer, and being betrayed by Judas. We will also witness on Good Friday Christ's suffering. But remember why Jesus does all of this. He does it all to give you and me eternal glory and victory. Therefore, enjoy your palms now. As St. John shares in his revelation, vision of heaven, there all the saints will hold palm branches in their hands with white robes washing the blood of the Lamb, crying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. You know, when we're in the new heavens and the new earth, we're going to be worshiping God a lot for eternity. I don't know. Maybe we'll have palm branches that whole time. Now, even though you may feel exposed and alone, remember you are as brightly clothed as the saints in heaven because you are baptized and covered in Jesus' blood and righteousness. Adam and Eve were ashamed and naked after they sinned, grabbing the first thing they could find to cover themselves. They found fig leaves. But God eventually covered them with animal skins, and He forgave them their sin. It's never comfortable to be exposed at any time or in any weather. However, remember this. Jesus was stripped bare by the Roman soldiers and beaten for you. They put a purple robe on him and crowned him with a crown of thorns. Shortly thereafter, he was shamefully hung bare on a cross so that you and I never have to face that exposure and shame that Adam and Eve did. Remember today that you are not stripped bare, but victorious. That's why you're holding these palm branches now, even before Palm Sunday. Very soon, other leafy plants, especially Easter lilies, will be cast around this altar as well. They symbolize rest, beauty, peace, and tranquility. Try saying that on a Wednesday evening. <laughs> tranquility for the people of God. Therefore, many of you still provide greenery and flowers for God's house to joyfully celebrate the family of God here. Those you've, the loved ones that you've lost this last year, or an anniversary. Palms and greens symbolize life and strength, and baptismal white robes are your covering. In the Song of Solomon, the palm tree is referred to as a symbol of strength, vigorous life, and abundance. In a hot Mediterranean climate, the shade of a palm offered relief from the direct heat of the sun. Palms were also carved in the walls of Solomon's temple. So rest today, baptized and clothed in white through Christ's blood. You are baptized into Jesus Christ and washed in His blood. And even though we face sickness, 
disease, evil people, or death. Despite it all, the victory is ours in Jesus. Your eternal victory is won by Christ. Even if your life drastically turns upside down from the thrill of victory to the agony of defeat, remember who always holds the ultimate victory for you. Remember that uh, was at ABC Wide Worlds of Sports? Yeah. The thrill of victory to the agony of defeat. How we love to watch that guy wipe out on the skis coming downhill, you know. But in a way, the Christian life can be like that. We hear the word of God and store up the treasures, the promised treasures, years and years, and look forward to that victory. Maybe we even gain a little bit of, of change in our life, you know, to be more like Christ, and then something happens, and we plummet downhill, wipe out on the skis. Nevertheless, Jesus Christ is why we hold palms, and in Jesus you are baptized and given white robes washed by his blood. So never lose heart. You are always his child, protected under his heavenly wings. That is a promise. So celebrate the thrill of victory today, knowing that the agony of defeat never lasts. Amen.